This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast or at Quincy Wheeler one on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Disappointing end to the National Series. Guardians took the first two, but then lost the third after the bullpen gave things up, and they couldn't quite manage some uh, extra runs against the Nationals that they turned out to need. Tim Heron made a Mistake pitch that was still off the plate to Luis Garcia, who somehow hammered it near out of the ballpark. And then Nick Sandlin walked C.J. Abrams, which should never happen. Gave up a hit, and then a run scored on a play where Mike Zanino blocked the plate, supposedly. Rough times. Trevor Steffen gave up a hit that scored the go-ahead run after Sandlin had left a mess behind him. It's tough for guys like Sandlin and Heron to stay healthy when they don't pitch for, I shouldn't say healthy, to stay ready when they don't pitch for a week, to stay sharp. So that's something to keep in mind, something to remember. Hopefully Tito can get them more chances. But when you have starters going late into games, then you lose track of that for your bullpen and you don't always use your good guys. So um, one of those games you just have to flush and forget about. And the Guardians got to have a rain, di- rain out on Monday, so hopefully that gives them some extra chances to get their minds right and ready to go for a doubleheader today against the Detroit Tigers. Tigers are bad. They were playing well right now, so we'll see how that goes, but not a good team. Hopefully the Guardians can take advantage. There are some things that concern me a little bit. Of course, the lack of power, the Guardians being one of the the, uh, lowest teams in baseball and the amount of home runs hit right there with the Nationals. That's not a good sign. Shane Bieber's strikeout rate cratering. Hey, maybe it's early in the season. It's a little too early to tell, but his stuff right now doesn't look quite as dominant even as it did last year, and he's kind of trending towards being a good third starter if his stuff looks like it does now the rest of the year. Now, he clearly is a competitor no matter what, and I would not bet against him. In fact, I would bet for Shane Bieber to figure out how to still be a very good top 10 MLB starter. But I just want to point out that his stuff right now looks more like a three. So that's important to keep an eye on. Hopefully he and Zanino and the rest of the coaches figure out a way for him to get the most out of that 91-mile-an-hour fastball, keep teams from sitting on his off-speed stuff, which is what it kind of looks like they're starting to do at the beginning of the season. Hopefully, I mean, especially in the Nationals show that that's how they looked. But, again, I bet on Bieber to figure that kind of thing out. It's just a little scary to see the strikeout rate Raider somewhere around six and a half. Uh, hopefully he picks that up soon. Get to see Gaddis and Battenfield pitch today, so hopefully that'll be a fun experience seeing them take another step forward. Battenfield certainly had an amazing start against the Yankees 
All props to Zach from At The Corner Podcast for believing in Battenfield, and hopefully that will continue to be the case for Battenfield. It'll be interesting to see who the Guardians bring up today for their 27th man. I would assume that it would be a pitcher, uh, but who's going to be a pitcher that they have on the roster? They're not going to reach down and grab Joey Cantillo. Uh, Connor Pilkington, could he be an option? But Pilkington hasn't pitched well. We'll see. Maybe you could see finally see that roster move where the Guardians figure out a way to get another pitcher on the roster and move one of their position players. We'll have to see what goes on and what makes sense. For now, I want to spend a little bit of time looking at what happened on Sunday in the Guardians minor league system to help us feel a little bit better about a poor performance in the major league team on Sunday, at least as far as outcome goes. First of all, I wanted to mention Joe Lampy. He made a good impression in spring training. He is with the Lake County Captains right now, and in seven games, he has a 15.6% walk rate and a 3.1% strikeout rate. Definitely a guy who comes in that mold of Guardians hitters who don't strike out much and make a ton of contact. So we saw that in spring training. We saw him look pretty good in center field as far as defensively goes. Right now, he's got a 214 WRC+. So three doubles and um, just really hitting the ball well. He's got nine singles, five walks, and only one strikeout. That's fun to see. Hopefully he can continue that, make another success story out of the Guardians and contact-oriented outfielders. But if we take a little step down lower into Lynchburg, a couple of names to keep in mind that are doing well in Lynchburg. Juan Benjamin, he's another one of those Guardians uh, middle infield prospects. He's only 19 years old, about to turn 20 uh, pretty soon. So that's young still for that level. And he's managing right now a 110 WRC plus. And uh, that's good to see. He's, he got a couple hits on Sunday. And I'm looking forward to seeing how things advance for him as time goes on. Juan Benjamin, the name to keep an eye on. Nate Furman. So Nate Furman was a draftee last year. And he's been performing really well. He's got a 21.1% walk rate and a 10.5% strikeout rate. He has uh, also put up a 206 WRC+, plus, so a 530 WOBA. All those are really good signs from him. He's also managed to steal six bases and not be caught once. He looks, again, no home runs. So, again, looks like the kind of hitter that the Guardians look for. I think it's funny that I was looking for switch hitters uh, to compare to Jose Ramirez. Furman is a left-handed hitter, but he's also only 5'8", 180. I think he's a little bit bigger than Jose, but a similar kind of concept and just a guy who finds a way to hit the ball and get on base. So that's fun to see. Now, one of my favorite Guardians prospects, Angel Martinez, he had a good game, hit his first uh, or sorry, his second homer of the early campaign. He's dwindling down there around 87 WRC+, plus, but I expect him to really start picking things up soon. Looks like he's starting to figure things out. We'll note that he strikes out a little bit more than what you might expect from a Guardian prospect, averaging 17.5 strikeouts, 
I mean, 17.5% strikeout last year. He's got a 25% strikeout rate this year. Just kind of a rough beginning of the year. But I expect him to be in the high 10s, low 20s strikeout percentage. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see how they process that. I'm just excited about the power I think he can provide, so it was fun to see him provide that on Sunday. Joey Cantillo pitched well for Akron. Uh, Cantillo right now for the Guardians has a 2.5 FIP and a 3.5 XFIP. That's because he hasn't given up any home runs yet, so the expected numbers are a little bit higher than what he has right now. A 129 ERA, 11.57 strikeouts per nine. Still walking a few too many guys. He's got a 5.14 walks per nine. That's too high, so he has to focus on bringing that down, but he's not really allowing many hits, so it hasn't hurt him yet. A guy that uh, a guy that Willie Hood, who's been on the podcast and obviously a great follow on Twitter, had been mentioning in spring training as someone to watch as a possible quick riser through the Guardian system, uh, and that's Cade Smith. Cade Smith is closing for Akron, essentially. He's got four games in, 4.1 innings pitched, 8.31 strikeout rate, 4.15 walk rate per nine, both of those per nine, zero ERA, 3.16 fielding independent pitching, uh, I'd like to see that strikeout rate get up higher. He had his strikeout rate through his career in the minors is somewhere in the 14 range. So we definitely want to see that strikeout rate get a little higher, but 4.15 is the lowest uh, rate of walks per nine in his career. Uh, so that'll be important to see if he can maintain that, continue that through the year to come as far as what walk rate goes, as well as find some more strikeouts. He's somebody who could help the Guardians as a right-hand reliever in the bullpen if they need him. Suspect we probably won't see him unless there's some injuries this year, but definitely a name to keep an eye on. The offense in Columbus is just going crazy. Led a lot by Richie Palacios. Palacios missed some time with the Guardians last season, of course. Blossing has 151 WRC+, plus, and I think the thing that really stood out to me is that right now, of course, early on in the season, he only has 15 games in, but he has a 17.1% walk rate and a 14.5% strikeout rate. Those are both career lows for him in strikeout rates and career highs for him in walk rates. Minus a five-game stint in 2018 that throws things a little out of whack. Most of those things are pretty darn exciting. Oh, I see in 2021 he also uh, walked about 17.2% of the time in AAA, uh, but not quite as much in AA that year, so just something to note. Something he's shown the ability to do is take some walks. You don't really see that in the majors, but that might have been something to do with nerves. I'd like to see Palacios get a chance to hit. Get rid of one of those three catchers as soon as Anino feels like he can go in an emergency situation if need be and uh, bring up Palacios and give him some bats. Sitting out, coming off the bench, which he seemed to be a little more okay and comfortable with than a lot of guys last year. So I'd like to see that happen. Speaking of hitters, as Columbus continues to decimate all their opponents, and Kenzie Noel hit a homer. He's, and he had three hits. He, uh, 
is a guy who's been coming on a little bit of late. So he had a really, really rough start to the year, but is building his WRC plus up to 61 right now with three homers. He's got a 421 slugging, 33.3% strikeout rate. That's the thing. Really got to lower that strikeout rate, 3.3 walk rate. Really got to bring that walk rate up in order to have a shot at being a major league player. It's going to be a big season for John Kenzie Noel. So I hope this is the beginning of him starting to figure things out and that that began on Sunday for him. Bo Naylor also had another decent game. Uh, he's got a 137 WRC plus in Columbus, making the case they need to bring him up now. He's got a 21.1% walk rate, 23.9% strikeout rate. Strikeout rate is a little high, uh, but he can afford to strike out 25% of the time if he's going to take the walks that he does and uh, be able to hit for power as he's been able to do in Columbus, you'll take that um, strikeout rate being a little bit higher every time, especially for a catcher. Uh, if Bo Naylor can put any kind of offensive production together at the majors as he has in the minors, he'll be a super valuable player, and hopefully he's refining some of his defensive craft. Didn't look great in the game I saw him against Great Britain, so I think that there are some things for him to work on defensively, and I'm sure that's what they're focusing on. Brian Rocchio, if you didn't know about Brian Rocchio and you've been paying attention at all to the Guardians uh, AAA team Columbus, then you know that Rocchio is making his name known by just about everybody right now. He's got a 128 WRC+. plus. He's been playing really great defense at second base, leading us to conclude that after this year, it's probably Jimenez at short and Brian Rocchio at second base. He's got 11.4% walk rate, 12.9% strikeout rate. Those are great numbers. Um, he hasn't yet hit a homer, but his... Uh, slugging is still 459. I would expect to start see him hitting some homers here shortly. So we'll see how that goes for him. And then a couple of pitchers to mention. Logan Allen struck out nine. He's been striking out guys quite a bit for the Guardians uh, AAA club. He's lowered his walk rate from last year at AAA, 3.14 this year, 4.37 last year. That's great to see. And also up the strikeout rate, 12.56 this year to 11.01. Those are Ks per nine. So Ks per nine uh, up by about one and a half strikeouts this year and walks down by about one walk per nine this year. He's got a 2.75 FIP and a 2.78 expected FIP. So that means he's pitching well and all the numbers agree that's the kind of pitching he should be providing. I would suspect we'll see Logan Allen come up and start a few games for the Guardians this year. Might even be a surprise addition as somebody who could be starting, not starting, but helping out in the doubleheader. Sometimes they reward a player like that. Don't think that's especially likely, but I do think that the next time they need a roster move, Logan Allen's probably the one who gets that shot. He's now got 17 games started in AAA. And if they think he's put it together, I think he could be somebody who could help the team. Be fun to have a left-handed starter for a little bit. You don't really need one, but it's fun to have. Finally, I wanted to mention Tuki Jusant. He threw three shutout innings. He's been looking much better. The Guardians have been getting him to um, lower his walk rates. So uh, that's good to see. Just want to take a look and see what's going on right now. So he's got a 1.59 walk rate. If they can really maintain that and get a strikeout rate bumped up just a little bit from its 8.74, maybe something a little over 9, that's a really exciting player to have in relief, especially in long relief. And I would expect them to add him to the roster at some point 
He's only got five games in so far, but it's pretty exciting. A 2.18 FIP and a 3.02 XFIP. Could this be the next guy that the Guardians pitching development system solved? I hope so. Uh, That could be a really huge addition and boost to the bullpen. So if you felt bad about the game on Sunday, just know that there are some guys that can help. I really hope the Guardians are going to be aggressive with the guys that can help this year. Uh, guys who can help at the plate to especially guys that can help in the rotation. Get Allen up here, get Bybee up here, be aggressive with Cantillo and Williams as opportunities arise. Don't just spend three months looking at what Gaddis, Plesak, and Battenfield can do when you can make some sensible upgrades to keep up with the Twins, who are really going to make a run at the AL Central title. I'm not somebody who says, oh, you have to get your best prospect up now, and I don't want to see any of these guys that aren't our best prospects at all. And, and I'm not impatient like that, but I definitely think the Guardians need to be aggressive this year in order to be able to stick with the Twins. You cannot hope that everybody on their team gets injured and are unhealthy at some point. You cannot just assume that your guys will find a way to scratch and claw their way back in every game against Emilio Pagan like they did last year. Uh, Pagan looks good again this year like he has in the past, and I figured the Twins would figure something out with him at some point. So this is the time to make sure that the Guardians are aggressive with their players. They get them up, get them going to try to help this team win a Central Division title. So I'm hoping to see Allen Bybee and you know eventually Williams down the road, maybe Cantillo if he continues Tuki Toussaint, if you got a guys in the bullpen who are struggling, get him on the roster. Get those guys down in the minors to work on stuff, whether it's Sandlin or Heron, if they're having trouble keeping up with the amount of pitching that Tito provides them. Got to be aggressive. Got to find a way to make this work because this is a team that should win a division title. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.